This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we talk to good people who are doing good things. I'm Darshan Johan. Wanita Berdaya Selangor is an organisation that focuses on empowering women in the state of Selangor. The organisation was established in 2020 under the Selangor State Government to address the gender gap in various fields including education, employment, entrepreneurship, among others. So joining me on the show today is Rusni Tajari. She's a research and policy manager at Wanita Berdaya Selangor as well as Yasman Yuhana, who's the brand and comms manager at Wanita Berdaya Selangor. Rusni, Yasman, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Deshran. Um, Yasman, I'm going to start with you. Let's get the basics out of the way first. What exactly is Wanita Berdaya Selangor? I know I mentioned briefly in the introduction, but I'd like right. to hear it from you. Sure. Uh, okay, well, uh, basically, Wanita Badaya Selangor, uh, we are an organization that aspires to celebrate talent and potential of Selangor women. It is the brainchild of the Honorable Yang Berhormat, Dr. Siti Maria Mahmoud, uh, Chairman of the Standing Committee of Public Health, Unity and Development of Women and Families of Selangor, which we also refer as the Women Exco. We are actually the subsidiaries of Menteri Besar Selangor Incorporated, mm. MBI, so we were founded in 2020 to realize the Selangor Women's Policy mm-hmm. uh, or Dasas Wanita Selangor to empower women through three main themes or trusts, which are policy development, women's empowerment and leadership development. Right. The, the vision in the long run is to be the Asia's leading women empowerment organization. And the mission is to lead uh, women's empowerment in the leadership, economic and social sector. What are your ties to the Selangor state government? Basically, uh, there is a, a group of companies mm-hmm. and the Menteri Besar Selangor Incorporated. Uh, in that sense, uh, Wanita Berdaya Selangor, we are positioned under the strategic cluster. Right. Uh, not under the profit-making mm-hmm. company's portfolio, so to say. Mm-hmm. We are positioned more on the social investment uh, sense. Right. Social investment sector in that sense. Right. Um, while I was reading up about um, the organization, right, I also came across something else, um, which was Institute Wanita Berdaya Selangor, and then it now Wanita Berdaya Selangor. Um, is it two separate um, um, sort of organization, or is it an evolution? Well, basically, uh, IWB, mm-hmm. or Institute Wanita Berdaya, was the organization which shut the mission to empower Selangor women. Mm-hmm. We started off with IWB as the think tank that helps the women at school at that time right. to formulate policy and program for Selangorian uh, or Selangor women. Uh, then the establishment of the new organization, WBS, is meant to consolidate all the flagship programs that we have under one roof, ensuring continuity and sustainability of the program that we had. What exactly was the inspiration behind establishing this this organization? Um, like you mentioned, it, it, you know it's it's launched in twenty twenty. Um, but what what was the inspiration? What drove you all to say, okay, now we need to start this organization? Mm. I guess we could start to answer that with the Selangor Women Policy that we had. Right. The the the, the key document was referred to as the Selangor Women Policy twenty seventeen to twenty twenty or what we refer to in Bahasa as Dasar Wanita Selangor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually the key document that we refer to shaping out our strategic uh, roadmap. 
Uh, so if I may run through uh, on this document, it is made of five focus areas. Mm-hmm. WBS or Wanita Berdaya Selangor, we are mandated to ensure that the action plan and the deliverables are met to empower and impact positively all women in Selangor. The focus area uh, are divided into five. Uh, number one would be on gender mainstreaming. Number two on economy and life. Mm-hmm. Number three on leadership and representative. Number four on safety and well-being, and the last one is on creativity and innovation. Right. Okay. Um. I want to get you know a, a little bit personal and and ask you, and as well as you, Rusni. But let's start with you, Yasman. When did you join this this organization, and what was the motivation for you? That was somewhere in April twenty twenty one. Yes. Uh, well, if I may put it casually, branding yeah. uh, comms is it's more of my thing. Yeah. Uh, I always believe that there is a need to to have a fresh breath, and also uh, what what do we call it? A, a good design element when it comes to marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be something that I won't I won't say a lot of people undermine, but something. But I I I, I I'm a strong believer that if you put the right branding and the right design element. It could positively impact one particular organization's uh, work plan in a very substantial way. Hence, that's the driving factor of me joining WBS. I think there's a need to refine the branding of government's initiative uh, in such a way that you know it could inspire people that to think that uh, this looks new. This does not look like a typical. Uh, you know, we do have some stereotype on some 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 right. some some initiative that were run by certain sectors. Uh, I, I like to break that, that 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 kind of stereotype, if I may put that casually. Right, I think that's very fascinating, right? Um, because you are coming from a branding perspective, perhaps you can dive a little bit more into that. Okay, what is the philosophy of branding that you're trying to change? What are you trying to bring to the table, and how does it tie to, let's say, you know, when we when we zoom in on like an like an organization like Wanita Berdaya Selangor, what role do you think like branding and and messaging plays in in what Wanita Berdaya Selangor is trying to achieve? When we had our annual report, which we call Orchid, uh, which is also the national flower or the official flower of Shah Alam, uh, which also to happened to be where our office is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, the, the the whole idea about the publication is to rewrite the, the 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 format of publication that we used to see on uh, government's uh, or government agencies' report. Right. So. Well, what I meant was when we did the publication, it was it was it was rebranded in a way totally new. It was uh, it was uh, infused with storytelling. Mm-hmm. There were some impact visual where if you flip through the document, which is available on our website, it feels very much like flipping through a lifestyle magazine right. instead of a typical government agency reporting. Right. So I suppose that is one of the way that we are looking at at Wanita Berdaya Selangor, rebranding all these components on how we tell our stories to people, they, they find it refreshing. They find it attractive for them to to learn more. Right. To, 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 to 
Absolutely. Um, now, Rusni, coming to you, I, I'm sure you have a completely different angle, um, you know, when it comes to this, right? Um, why did you join um, Wanita Berdaya Selangor? Because um, you've been a women's rights activist for some time now prior to this. Um, we have spoken, um, I think the last time I, I spoke to you, um, you were with the Women's Aid Organisation. Um, so talk to me a little bit about why you joined Wanita Berdaya Selangor and why is this cause, um, you know, whether uh, this this championing of women's rights why is it important to you to start of the the conversation actually i've been in the women's area sector activism for quite some time right. i started off my career uh, working in uh, one of the women's uh, women's ngo in malaysia um, and then right after that i i have been working in the same areas with the different organizations so that's where I am right now. It's always been like uh, about women and also about uh, my hopes for Malaysia to achieve gender equality as a whole. So um, coming back to WBS, Wanita Berdaya Selangor. Um, Wanita Berdaya Selangor, like Yasman mentioned, we started off uh, as a think tank, uh, Institute Wanita Berdaya Selangor uh, in the first place. I was uh, the main power at that time. Uh, as a think tank to formulate and advise the Selangor Women's Exco at that time uh, in terms of what kind of policy, what kind of uh, program or capacity building that Selangor has to have uh, within um, the portfolio of Women's Exco itself within that particular area. So um, as a think tank during that time, our role is mainly on advising on policy and program, as I mentioned, not, not really on, um, you know, having a sort of program or capacity building. And then um, like what Yasma mentioned earlier as well, that afterwards in 2020, we established Wanita Budai Selangor as one of the Anak Syarikat under the Menteri Besar Incorporated right. as the strategic um, partner cluster um, on social area to make sure and to ensure that um, women in Selangor in terms of their status, in terms of their safety, equal access, equal op opportunity is there. So WBS, um, we carry that so-called agenda for women in Selangor as a whole. So I've been here um, in the same area, actually, for women and gender equality, not only for Selangor but also for Malaysia. So right. this is this is like my thing. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is it your thing, Rusni? Why? Why is this cause so important to you? On personal level, mm -hmm. because uh, seeing um, people around me, mm -hmm. or maybe even my my family um, mm -hmm. itself, um, I came from Sabah. Um, in a rural kampung area and I saw a lot of, um, to say, discrimination in terms of laws, in terms of access, uh, especially on, if you talk about uh, Sabahan, um, it's always been like access um, to educations, right. equal access for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So when I got an opportunity to come to Venezuela study uh, in Selangor, in Kuala Lumpur, I saw a lot of things that opened my eyes um, that is so different back in my um, village during that time. So I think in terms of um, personally, what I felt as a woman, um, there are a lot of intersectionality that I saw as a woman, as someone who are from Sabah, from East Malaysia, 
Um, there are a lot of excess that I couldn't see. Um, we get during my childhood, mm-hmm. and I got to see when I came here in Selangor or in KL. So that is my personal experience that I saw, especially me myself as a woman, where I I I didn't say that men are more privileged i know there are a lot of men are not privileged but you know as a woman there are a lot of intersectionalities that you need to uh you need to take into considerations as a woman if you are poor if you are marginalized woman you cannot get all the access cannot get all the opportunity that you have you know so when I have the opportunity studying um, during my undergrad, um, one of the subject is gender studies. Right. Uh, is uh, when I started um, started off like you know, okay, this is. I told myself that this is the journey that I wanted to venture in, maybe for the rest of my life because of my personal experience. So this is where I started to see how does the intersection. The, the intersectionality actually affects your life personally. On the show with me today is Rusni Tajari and Yasman Yohana from Wanita Berdaya Selangor. After the break, we discuss the ongoing Sidang Wanita Selangor. Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me today is Rusni Tajari, Research and Policy Manager at Wanita Berdaya Selangor as well as Yasman Yohana, Brand and Communications Manager at Wanita Berdaya Selangor. So, Rusni, what do you see as the biggest challenges facing women in Selangor? Dashran, in 2019, mm-hmm. um, we had uh, we did our survey and also because of the pandemic outbreak in 2020. So, from the survey, we saw that um, 43% of the respondents, uh, of course, lost of their source of income um, and most of them are women. Uh, so right. the survey says that 43% most of women are, are losing uh, their income, um, especially during uh, the start of the movement control order, the MCO. And I know that currently we are in the endemic, um, you know, phase. Um, the economy has been open, which I believe um, businesses are started slowly to recovery right so and then the, from the survey itself also uh stated that uh, most of the women affected in terms of the child care support you know um because um they need to work and they are they have dependents that they need to take care of uh, it's not only for children maybe their parents or their disabled uh, families or children as well right right so because of this um uh you know it's also one of the reasons why most women are leaving the workforce because of the care burden and also the double burden issues that women mm-hmm. are facing. And um, I believe this is not only women in Selangor, but this is the survey that we had that stated, yes, women in Selangor, this is one of the biggest challenges uh, that they are facing um, because, of the, because of the pandemic and also uh, the economy uh, slowly recovery. Uh, women are still facing the same challenges. We also see from the uh, from our survey actually, single mothers were among those that were affected, right? Uh, because of the pandemic, and we all know this. Uh, this is not only in Selangor. Uh, I believe this is also in Malaysia as a whole. Two reasons: because um, single mothers are the sole breadwinner, right. as you know, as we all know, and because of loss of the income, um, hate. 
harder compared to mothers living with their spouses uh, you know for the single mothers and also because during that time uh, due to the school closure single mothers had no one uh, to uh, rely on to take care of their children because they need to uh, to go out to work right so we saw that a lot of single mothers are among the most affected during the pandemic and also slowly recovery the economic they are still uh, slowly recovery um, i believe in their livelihood absolutely um you list down a lot of important um, issues that need to be addressed a lot of challenges that women not just um in Slango, but we are zooming in on Slango because that is what your uh, organization focus on. Um, what does your organization do to address these problems that you just talked about? Yeah, um, because we did uh, our survey in twenty nineteen and also twenty twenty two because of pandemic. Um, right. So one, uh, there are two initiatives among the major initiatives that Slango State has right. because of this. Uh, the first one is um, the grant. Uh, we call it as Grand Program Pembangunan Ibu Tunggal mm-hmm. uh, for single mothers. Uh, that is to implement the capacity building for single mothers in every dun in Selangor. We have 56. So in 56 of Selangor. So this is to help uh, to help and to improve the socioeconomic of the single mothers and also the autonomy, uh, the marginalized women. So this is one of the program. The second thing is the what we call as the Bantuan Kehidupan Sejahtera Selangor. Mm-hmm. In short, we call it as Bingkas. So what Bingkas is actually, um, it's been announced under the Selangor budget 2022, last year. It's an 8 Ringgit Malaysia 300 mm-hmm. uh, per month for a year will be given to purchase home goods and also for the children's, uh, to fund children's education. Um, this is to actually assist almost 30,000 families in Selangor, particularly single mothers. So these two are actually the initiative that Selangor State announced under the, under the Selangor Budget 2022. Uh, in particular, for Wanita Berdaya Selangor, actually we have three flagship, what we call initiative or programs we have. Mm. Uh, the first one, we have Pusat Wanita Berdaya. Uh, Pusat Wanita Berdaya is actually, it's been in Selangor for almost a decade. Right. Uh, Pusat Wanita Berdaya is actually, we have in every 56 dunes in Selangor. Uh, what they do is actually to carry various women and societal empowerment program at the mm. grassroots level. Uh, this is actually a continuous effort uh, in creating and also, I would say, generating a, pre- a platform. Um, to creatively market their products. So, um, what kind of products that PWB has, for example, the kuih raya, the handcraft product, handbags that they have. Uh, so, these are being sold in various ways. Um, so, this is what the what our Pusat Wanita Berdaya Selangor in PW, in 56 Dun Selangor uh, did uh, at the grassroots level. And also the second flagship program we have is actually uh, a pilot project of gender mainstreaming. Right. So this is actually a three years pilot project of gender mainstreaming. So what is actually gender mainstreaming is all about. So um, gender mainstreaming is actually a pilot project to integrate a gender perspective. Right. Uh, at all level of uh, government agencies and decision making. Mm-hmm. 
um, this is to formulate in terms of how you formulate, how you planning, how you execute, monitoring and evaluate all, and also the budget process uh, in the government agencies or department. So what we did actually, uh, we did the pilot project at seven agencies okay. in Selangor State under the portfolio of uh, Excos. So in Selangor, we have 11 Excos. We have touched uh, almost six Excos, uh, which the Excos choose the department or the agencies mm -hmm. um, to go to the gender mainstreaming training and capacity building. So the participant were from the uh, the participant actually from the government official, the government servant right. uh, itself, um, to teach them how to see things from the gender perspective. You know, right. when you formulate policy, when you formulate programs, how can you make sure that men and women get equal access of resources, men and women as well as children? Um, senior citizen, for example, get equal access and resources. Right. So you don't just, let's say, um, do surveys, work on the ground with affected individuals, affected women, families, but also give training to uh, members of the Slango State uh, Legislative Assembly um, so that they are more, like, start to look at things through the gendered lens and have gendered mainstreaming. Am I correct there? Yeah, exactly. Right. How do you envision the role of women changing in Malaysia over the next few years? And, and what role does your organisation hope to play in that evolution? Obviously, our hope is to reduce the gender gap, mm -hmm. uh, not only in Selangor, but also in Malaysia. But as we all know that Selangor has always been like the leading states of everything right. in policy making, in programme and capacity building. Um, we wanted to help women uh, as I mentioned before, uh, to get equal opportunity and access in all resources or in terms of budgeting process. Um, WBS plays an important role uh, in this agenda um, to make sure that every woman in Selangor has um, given the equal opportunity and access and the program and the policy that has been formulated has touched them personally and improved their livelihood in the long run. Um, we also wanted to see the policy makers, uh, decision makers, stakeholders can use um, the education, capacity building and also gender awareness as a strategy to continue and to ensure um, gender inclusion in policy uh, and decision making which is, this is, for me, is in the long run, is the most important part when you are talking about how to achieve gender equalities. It's not only through program, it's not only through one of program, uh, so to say. It's always been like how to make sure that in the long run, this program and this policy has impacted every single woman we have in Malaysia. So we also hope, we also hope like this kind of initiative um, can be anticipated and other states can follow suits. You know, uh, in Selangor, we have Wanita Berdaya Selangor. Mm -hmm. uh, in Penang, they have Penang Women Development yes. uh, Center. Um, we didn't have any kind of like women's body in every other states other than Penang and Selangor, right? So um, we hope to see that this kind of initiative can be anticipated uh, in other states as well. Absolutely. Um, 
now, um, as I understand, there is um, y'all are running something called the Sidang Wanita Selango, and it's already ongoing, um, and it's still going to uh, carry on. Can you tell me a little bit about Sidang Wanita Selango? Yeah, uh, at the moment we have our Sidang Wanita Selango 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, in short, we call it as Siwanis. So Siwanis actually as a platform um, of simulation of Sidang Dun Selango its, uh, itself. Right. What does that so, mean? Uh, so what does that mean is actually to expose and to provide a platform mm-hmm. for women as as a capacity building for them to experience themselves how to be the effective adun in the future. Right. That's all about it. Um, so Siwanis, uh, we have two cities of workshop and the Sidang itself. Uh, currently, we are running the the second workshop, which is tomorrow, and then and then the Sidang Wanita Selangor itself, which is next week on 14 March. So, among the modules that we touch during uh, the workshop is actually um, the sharing session with uh, MPs and Aduns uh, in terms of uh, their experience of why they think uh, women are important as decision making. Uh, women are important as decision or the lawmaker, mm-hmm. and also in terms of the procedure and the protocol of Dewan Undangan Negeri itself, because they need to understand. Um, people might know. People might know about how Parliament, um, because it's been you know it's been here and there in the media uh, when it comes to Parliament session. Uh, but some people don't know how is actually state running their kind of like parliament sessions, right? right. So they need to know about as as I don't as an effective I don't. You need to know about the procedure and the protocol of the sidang itself. Right. And the most important part is actually one of the modules is actually to uh, give understanding in terms of issues and policy in from the gender lens. Because right. we have a lot of issues when you talk about, for example, health issues. How women impacted from the health issues itself, you know? So the gender lens part is important for our participant to understand for every particular and every specific issues, how to see from the gender lens. Because as I mentioned, it will be impacted more on women and the marginalized community, right? Absolutely. And also, we also have um, the discussion on the uh, the debate and the motion itself among the participants before they go to the sidang itself, like the simulation of the sidang, which is next week. Right. So this is among the modules that we had um, for sidang wanita selango. So, is the participants of this sidang um, actual aduns, or are, are we talking at aspiring? Adons, who who are the participants? So we are actually talking about aspiring adults. Oh, nice. Most of them are actually from from various background. Mm-hmm. Uh, some from NGOs, for, some from the political party itself. They send the representative, and some from the public. And I believe there are also participants that have been um, joined our program before this. Uh, for example, most of our program like Academic Kepimpinan Wanita. Uh, they wanted to level up themselves um, to see and to feel and to expose themselves how actually to be the adun. It's not that easy as, you know, right. um, just shouting <laughs> in the parliament or in the dun itself. Right. A lot of real work happens behind the yes. scenes. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, right. yeah, there are a lot of, we actually have a lot of 
pool of women's talents uh, when it comes to our program. So this is one of the program that we wanted for the women to level up themselves and to experience actually how does it feel like going to be the next Adun, for example. Right. I want to get your thoughts, right? So you've been um, engaging with, with Aduns, with lawmakers, policymakers for many years now. Now you, you also train um, policymakers and all. When Do you get a sense that our policymakers, whether it's in Selangor or in Malaysia as a whole, understand um, gender mainstreaming? They Do they look at things through the gendered prism? Um, and are, are we seeing improvements over the years in that regard? Um, I believe in terms of how do they bring the issues mm-hmm. to the uh, DUN or the parliament itself is important. Right. Um, most of our policymakers understand the issues. Right. Um, but uh specifically for sidang wanita selangor we always emphasize you know it's not only important for you to understand the issues but what is the solution for the issues hmm. as a policy or decision making level um people you know um understand the issues everyone can understand the issues but what is the solution to the issues in the long term process right. we are talking about short terms because if you are uh going to be the or if you are running for the next elections you know to be the next mp or the next adun um obviously you need to work with the grassroots level people to understand the issues but to understand per se um is not enough as a policy maker what is the solution for the issues for you to understand so our part as wbs is actually um to make sure that the quality is there for the policymaker to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, and also in order for them to have that quality, the gender mainstreaming part has to be there because I believe that is the only and the main tools that for you to understand on the gender lens part because otherwise you couldn't understand at all the intersectionalities. We are not only talking about the women's issue per se. Right. We are talking about intersectionalities. Uh, we have all sorts of society, level of society. Um, we're only talking about gender. We are not talking about the different level of socioeconomic, right. you know, the B40, Absolutely. the B20, B10 issues, right? So it's important for you to have that gender lens to understand the issues and how to formulate the policy based on the lens so that we can cater um, good and we can give solution with a good policy in the right uh, society, the group of society, right? So that is what we did and what we meant uh, when we um, think about our Sidang Wanita Selangor and what we envision for all policymaker, for all policymaker and future policymaker to have. Yasman, I want to bring you back into the conversation. Um, does uh, Wanita Berdaya Selangor require support from the public? Um, and if so, how can the public support? Oh, well, uh, if I may, we have uh, a number of interesting initiatives right. uh, that we have been running in the past mm-hmm. and also in the present and also in the future. There's a exciting things in plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the public support, uh, if I may, uh, we had an international collaboration with Sasakawa Peace Foundation, uh, which is called Women to Win Program. Right. Uh, this is actually a three-day workshop for uh, public members. Uh, 
uh, to deepen their knowledge on uh, leadership and political uh, issues. Uh, apart from Women to Win, we also had in the past Persidangan Wanita Selangor, which was meant for uh, women in academia, research or education line to share their paperwork and findings in a three-day event. Uh, one of our latest program, which is also called GADIS, uh, Digital Influencer Talent Search Program, which we uh, had, we ha which we had just wrapped up in uh, February last month. Uh, this is actually a program for young millennials mm -hmm. who are well versed in social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We were looking for the right talent to help promote not just uh, Wanita Berdaya Selangor as an organization, but also the whole initiative from the Selangor State Government. We just crowned the top three winner uh, of, from, from this competition. Uh, we also have, like uh, Rusni mentioned earlier, Academy Kepipinan Wanita as one of our flagship program, which we will open the door for public to apply mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in quarter three this year. And last but not least, if I may add on, uh, we also have our creative publication called Dapo Selangor. Right. This is actually an illustration recipe book hand-painted by one of Malaysian artists, uh, Ratna Rashidi. It's a collaboration, creative collaboration work, WBS and the artists. The book will be published uh, pre-Ramadan uh, or for, for the upcoming fasting month. So for the public members, not just that you can join our program uh, as what I mentioned earlier, but you can also purchase some of our publication that will be hit. We'll hit the market soon. And before we wrap our conversation up, I just would like a final message from each of you, um, starting with you, Yasman. Uh, okay, from a branding and communication manager <laughs> yeah, point of view, uh, I, think it, I think it will be just be a typical tagline. Do people follow us on our social media channel, Wanita Berdaya Selangor on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and TikTok for future exciting updates. Fantastic. And uh, Rusni, what about you? I guess um, let's support each other, um, especially in terms of how we can achieve gender equality in Malaysia, in capacity buildings, in all policy making level that we have. And I hope like everyone can support Wanita Budaya Selangor Initiative in the future. And on that note, Rusni, Yasman, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Welcome, the friend. That was Rusni Tajari and Yasman Yuhana from Wanita Berdaya Selangor. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Darshan Yohan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.